Welcome to Marriage, Let's Talk, hosted by legendary worldwide marriage encounter leader, Father Rosie Roseboro, featuring Catholic married couples from around the world who demonstrate healthy communication for building better marriages. And now, here's Father Rosie. Hi, Father Rosie here. I'm glad you could join us today. This podcast is not talking about marriage, It is where we're going to share how to create a better marriage through communicating feelings in authentic ways. Tonight we have Nathan and Sandra Wagner from uh, Durham, North Carolina. Nathan, you lost your wife there. Okay, who's that? (laughs) I'm going to ask you a question before you begin. Uh, tell them how long ago you, you made the encounter. Uh, 1976, thereabouts. I can't do the math. I think it's March. <laughs> February or March. Okay. It was February, March, 1976. Easter was about three weeks later. Right, 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 right. Because you let me come into the church at Easter. Yes. What do you remember most of all about that weekend? Uh, I remember, I I remember the first day or so being kind of fatigued, thinking, you know, what is this? When I first got there, you made, made all the people pull their watches off. So I thought, you know, I had been led to some kind of uh, clandestine <laughs> thing or other. Um, and then trying to write and come up with feelings <laughs> was really not my cup of tea. But uh, sharing like that, I had never done with anyone. And so that that really opened, I think, and uh, helped our, our relationship. But I, the main thing was when we walked back in the room with the rest of the group, um, and I just felt love in that room. All of those couples that were talking to each other and talking together, I never experienced anything like that before. So I decided at that point, um, you know, I'll, I'll start going to Sandra and Father Rosie's church. You know? <laughs> If I haven't been going to uh, the church I grew up in in probably six or seven years. So that's my story. That's how um, I got involved in the church, got involved in Marriage Encounter. And what I remember most about that weekend is what Nate said at the very last day, walking into a room full of couples, and it was like, love flowing off of them they were just i mean the room felt warm and and everybody was just sharing god's love and that's something you really can't describe to somebody it's like a cartoon and you see the little uh, things around the bodies like an odor coming off of people so it's like the love was just coming off of people Mm -hmm. and so that's what i remember about that weekend Thank you very much for sharing tonight. What topic have you chosen tonight? Last time you 
last time you shared about you know, the argument or fighting, you know, rules of fighting and your response to that. What have you got for tonight? Uh, we're going to um, talk about, describe our prayer life. Okay, gotcha. And am I satisfied with my prayer life? Okay. Okay. Okay, well, I'll be quiet. <laughs> so, I said, Dear Nathan, I would describe our prayer life as non-existent. Nada. Am I satisfied with it? Absolutely not. I grew up seeing my father pray down on his knees before he went to bed. I never saw him or my mom entering a community of prayer life. And after I encountered and both our spiritual growth, I was hopeful like a child wishing for a certain Christmas gift that we would begin to pray together more. I even purchased a book, Learning to Pray by James Martin S.J. I have read some of it and have enjoyed reading it, but I know you have not read it. We pray together sporadically about certain friends or family members, but you usually ask me to pray out loud and you just say, amen. amen. I think setting time to pray should be just like setting aside time to dialogue. You and I fill up our days with stuff just to keep busy, so much so that I don't watch TV anymore until late night and it's usually one program. I am saddened by this lack of couple prayer. I visualize we pulling a cart up a steep hill, all out of breath, with the sun beating on us. I am struggling to breathe as if I am underwater and can't breathe. How can we be a little church if we cannot pray as a community. Sandra. How would I describe our prayer life? Am I satisfied with our prayer life? I would describe our prayer life as anemic or sick. When I say our prayer life, I mean us praying together. We both pray individually, you probably more than me. I'm unsure we individual, I'm sure we individually pray for the same things. Increased peace and faith for our children and good health for our friends. It's seldom that we sit and pray together. That's because I avoid praying together. I'm ashamed that praying together would bring out my weak faith and my sinfulness. I don't want you to see that part of me. I don't feel worthy of God's love and forgiveness. The shameful feeling is like getting caught in a lie by your mother. 
It's like falling in the mud with people around you laughing at you. The color is a mixture of dark brown and green. Nathan. Now, I want it just pulling a cart up the steep hill. Can you give me a little bit more on that? Yeah. It's feeling like I'm I'm pushing against the tide trying to get you to pray with me. It's heavy. It is burdensome. Um, it's painful because pulling with arthritis, is, it just hurts. And it is just heavy. Like having, like carrying a, a, a heavy bag of groceries. And sometimes I say to you, I, can you carry this bag for me? And I don't know if the bag is heavy for you, but it's heavy for me. I think it's because I want us to pray more together as a couple. And I've been trying to encourage you to do that. But I, I really don't understand the shame that you're talking about. Um, that you don't, you feel ashamed to pray or? It, it's, it's like being, almost like being caught in a lie. You know, saying that, oh, well, yeah, I, uh, I believe in God, you know, want to pray and do better, but I fail so many times. I'm just ashamed that if you hear me praying and then see that I mess up again, you know. Mess up in prayer? I mess up if I pray for something. Like to be a better husband. And you don't do it. Or... Yeah. Because I continue to fail at being a better husband, in my in my opinion, I think in yours too. <laughs> so I'm I'm still kind of confused. You said you don't want me to hear you pray. Did it, did well, you yeah, because what, if I pray by myself, I can you know, talk to God about my failings and my flaws, but I don't want you to know. Well, I don't want you to hear me say it to God because I'm ashamed to say it to you, if that makes sense. But when we do pray together, we're praying for other people. So mm -hmm. that's why I'm a little confused about your guilt and shame about yourself. Yeah, when we pray together for other people, that's something we both we both do. Both important. But you know, praying for me, praying too, not just praying for other people, but asking God for forgiveness. 
So you feel like it's like going to confession with your mm -hmm. companion. You don't want me to do mm -hmm. that. Okay. 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 <laughs> Okay. I don't okay. even want more rooms even though. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. I think I'm I'm beginning to see that. Okay. Thank you. Well, thank you very much. That was very um intimate, very real, and I think very practical for many people who feel um uncomfortable, strange incompetent and yet when we do that we become the most intimate of all times prayer is opening to god and your spouse at the same time is a woo <laughs> it's a it's a heart disparity uh exposing vulnerability and and, and nate it's interesting that the topic that is that I'm afraid if I pray in front of somebody to help me change my attitude or my approach or uh, maybe something, I don't mind asking God individually, but I don't want to necessarily have my wife know that or husband know this. And yet, you, in one sense, you get a companion to pray with you for that particular gift. Mm -hmm. But also, you become accountable. And that's what you're talking about. Being accountable makes me nervous because I keep failing. Exactly. It's interesting, when I read the saints, they talk about um, always asking for forgiveness. Always, always, always. And never stop. And I'm thinking, they're asking for forgiveness. Here, Rosie, here on earth. <laughs> my, my gosh, you know, I, I mean, I don't come close to them. People I admire, and you know, like little Teresa, little flower, and, and Teresa Avila, and Mother Teresa, my special gals that I'm carrying with me, my heart. And they keep asking for, asking for forgiveness. I'm saying, but what have they done wrong? Well, they had the same things we do. The small things that we, we tried to become better at, but we slip. And the greatest response I saw in one of the saints is, but it's so beautiful because God forgives me again and again. And what a beautiful gift to, in a sense, lose control and let your spouse forgive you too. It's like when, when I withhold my, my faults from people I walk with, they, they know them anyway, right? <laughs> you can't hide our faults. If you live with somebody, walk around the community, you know, my brothers and sisters know my faults better than I do sometimes. Right. They remind me too, by the way. And yet when you when when they they it senses that the gift of forgiveness is God's glory shared and all of us want to share that glory with our spouse our friends or those people we love um i think the other day when my priest friends call up my brother to apologize for something he did that's humility and the glory that that it, that uh, communicated between each other was powerful powerful and i think that's so when we withhold from our our own self else from our spouse in prayer because we may be afraid that they be you know a little too much they, they know too much now you're also not receiving the glory that they can bestow in god's name which you know so i'm missing out on glory i mean because I'm, I'm i'm almost like navel gazing you know 
I like I take care of my navel, you know, I don't hit my eyes. I can go to other people, but it's awfully hard to talk to my spouse directly. And that's the intimacy of sharing feelings, of being unsatisfied or, or ashamed or being uncomfortable or um, there's got to be more. I want the more, but the more costs. And the costing is let him walk with you instead of silently side by side. Anything else you want to add? No, that, that says it all. Now I just have to live it. <laughs> Let us know next time if you've tried it. <laughs> okay. I certainly will. You have a great night. Love you guys. Love you. Love you. Thank you. I'm so grateful for the guests we had today who shared willingly themselves in their dialogue. And thank you for joining us. I look forward to the next episode when I join you again. Let's more. This has been Marriage Let's Talk, sponsored by Worldwide Marriage Encounter, the foremost faith-inspired marriage enrichment organization in the world, providing married couples with transformative experiences through couples retreats, small groups, and more. Learn to nurture love in your marriage at wwme.org. Marriage Let's Talk is a production of Mater Media, the apostolate that offers the Celebrate Catholic Marriage Experience to energize and fortify married couples through parish events and the seven-step journey to joy. Find out more at matermedia.org.